right, everybody, welcome to Drinking Mo's. We'll call this Week in Review, where we'll kind of combine how I used to do the weekly recap and my two cents. We'll go over some top moments of the week and, you know, give my thoughts. So first off, you know, if I don't get to watch the show because those that paid attention to Twitter and on my show's Facebook page. There was some technical issues with SmackDown this week, so won't be including that this week because the technical issues made it damn near unwatchable. Anyways, we'll go ahead and start off Monday Night Raw. One of my top moments of the week, pardon the lighting issue there, Candice LeRae's return. Holy shit. Pretty damn excited. I remember I commented, I believe on Twitter, that it seems as if Triple H is righting some of the wrongs of the last couple of years. Bringing in some people that a lot think should not have ever been released. So this was good. And it was a pretty solid match. Nothing too extremely special but it was good it was a nice way to welcome back Candice LeRae I'm happy to see her back there um there was that little spot at the end after the match where you know Nikki A.S.H. who was Candice LeRae's opponent had kind of taken off that mask and looked like she was having a little bit of a mental breakdown Will this be the return of the the old uh, Nikki Cross? Who knows? I know I for sure wouldn't mind that being the case. Next of my top moments for Monday Night Raw is the way they've been building up to Extreme Rules. Now, the last... I know... At least this last year, you know, it seemed like the only reason Extreme Rules, there was like two matches. It was like, okay, then why even call it Extreme Rules anymore? But this year, it seems like just about every single damn match is some sort of a extreme match. My boy Force here wanted to say hello. Anyways, you know, we got the fight pit between Riddle and Seth Rollins. We got the extreme rules match between Liv Morgan and Ronda Rousey. It's it's filling up with extreme matches. And I, for one, I'm excited. Like, I want to make it a point to watch that show now. When the last couple of years is like, yeah, why? The next of my top moments and the last for Monday Night Raw is the Johnny Gargano and Kevin Owens match against the Alpha Academy. I'm loving this teaming of Johnny Gargano and Kevin Owens, which those that know of their work before the WWE know that this isn't the first time that they've 
team together. So it's nice having that little reunion. And <laughs> they're definitely a formidable tag team. And I would not be disappointed if they make this a regular thing in WWE. Lord knows they haven't really put an emphasis on tag team wrestling for quite some time. So it would be nice. Now, each show during this weekend review, I'll give for every show what I call a WTF moment of the week. This one, it could go for, I guess, I hadn't heard about SmackDown, but it could be said for a while now, this uh, White Rabbit teaser stuff. I'm, I'm growing tired of it. A lot of people suspect that it's Bray Wyatt. I wouldn't be opposed to it. I think he is one of those that probably shouldn't have ever been released, but stuff happens. So hopefully this gets resolved soon with uh, the rumor going around that the white rabbit's going to get revealed at Extreme Rules. So I guess we'll see. Next off, NXT. Now, it's being said that, you know, NXT 2.0 is kind of going to be going back to the NXT of old, which I, for once, say thank freaking God that uh, NXT 2.0, for my taste, I'll just put it that way, for my taste, has been damn near unwatchable. So many weeks that it's, it just seems like a damn mean girls rip off and it's just I just wanted to stop but uh, there were some good moments this week I'll give them that one that I want to talk about was uh, Wesley coming out for his ladder match qualifier with one of the Connor Secure kids now you can tell how happy that kid was just grin ear to ear makes me happy seeing that and you can tell that Wesley was actually having fun out there with that kid so good on them for continuing the Connor Secure stuff if you can ever donate to that cause highly encourage it next one was the pub rules match I'm the one I love those intense matches and for everything I hear that what was good I didn't catch the end of it I'll fully admit it but everything I saw I loved it now there was a little chaos there at the end where you know the freaking Gallus ended up getting suspended was having a brain fart moment there. Gallus got suspended for hitting WWE officials. Now, I haven't heard a whole lot on how this story is going to go about. 
is is the is this like a shoot? Is it work? Which I'm leaning towards work because I mean they'd be in jail if there were a shoot and they just went off the rails. So whatever. Another match, another well moment. I don't know if I want to call it a top moment, ties into the previous thing with Wesley and his ladder match qualifier. There's a little injury, I guess. Like it got ended by ref stoppage. Like they put up the X and everything. So I'm sure Wesley ideally wouldn't have liked to have the match end like that. But, you know, you got to look out for the wrestlers. Next is my WTF moment for NXT. Now, I hear a lot of people liking Nikita Lyons to each their own. To me, she just from the look and presentation, she looks like a Jordan Grace knockoff. I'm I'm personally not a fan, but hey, that's just me, like I said. Other one, I'm not too big on pretty deadly either i don't know what it is about them i just not i'm not a fan but hey some people really seem to be into them too and hey in the end if there's enough people into them then you know that's why they get put in a spot like a tag team champ so i can't fault them there Next, we go on to AEW Dynamite. Now, I hear some people complaining about the Wheeler Yuta segment. I, for one, loved it. I love the intensity that he showed, the passion. And, you know, not very often do you want to go up against somebody on the mic like an MJF who... I'm not super huge on him, but there's not very many people that can do it on the mic like he does right now. So, again, I can't fault him there. But I also love the part where he goes in and attacks him in the little skybox thing there. <laughs> Loved it. Next part I want to bring up is Garcia in the JAS in the Danielson segment. All that tied in there. I know there's a lot of people that have been clamoring for Garcia to get away from the JAS. Me, kind of one of them. So, who knows? Hopefully, with the match that they brought up in this segment with Daniel Garcia and Brian Danielson versus the JAS, hopefully this will bring that up because I'm ready for that to get going. Now, lastly, the Bandito-Jericho match. Working amazing. I knew Bandito was going to pull out some amazing stuff. So, wasn't really surprised there. 
the match was amazing. Now, some other spots here that I wanted to bring up. Moshley versus Juice Robinson. I heard some people complaining about, oh, who, who's, the, who's this Juice Robinson? And stuff. I thought that they did a pretty decent job of explaining who Juice Robinson is for those that might not be familiar with his work from all the way back to WWE and New Japan and Impact and everything. I thought they did good. And the match, while not extremely long, it was pretty good. So, on to my WTF moment for this particular show. This whole Soraya, Soraya, whatever the hell, however she pronounces that damn name, her segment. Now, when she debuted the other week, I, for one, was excited. I'm like, Hmm. Let's see what they do with her here. This should be this should be encouraging. And then they do this segment. Now I've heard it explained that with the hurricane going on, there was a lot of people that couldn't make it, which could have explained why this segment kind of went off the way it did with so few women coming out there because you know shit happens and you know Tony Khan give him credit he did he did good by his wrestlers that lived in the path of that hurricane and saying you know what if you can make it feel free but you are you, you don't have to so I definitely credit him there but this whole segment was to put it lightly, cringy is all hell. So, yes, whatever. Next off, we got Impact Wrestling. Now, I will say this, and I've said it to a bunch of people, that I believe Impact Wrestling is one of the most underrated professional wrestling programs on national TV. I'll say it. You know, they put on some of the most consistently good wrestling on national TV that I wish that they had a better network deal than Access TV. Because I have Impact Plus, you know, so I can watch the specials like Victory Road and all that. And I've had people say, well, why don't you get the Ultimate Insider on YouTube? And I'm like, I'm sorry, but if I'm already paying for Impact Plus, I'm not paying for a subscription thing on YouTube as well. I'll deal with it. I'm still able to watch the product, just maybe a day or two later but nothing wrong with that top moments for the week the one that one that i want to start off with is this monsters ball match with ali catch and masha slamovich man intense to put it lightly but what do you expect from a monsters ball match ali catch 
doing great work there with GCW and other independent promotions like Wrestling Revolver and everything. So it, if you aren't familiar with Alley Catch, go look her up on Fight TV with GCW or you can find her on YouTube. Highly recommended. Masha Slamovich is on a damn tear there in Impact. On the, on her way to challenging for the Knockouts title at Bound for Glory, which her and Jordan Grace for that title is one of the matches I'm pretty excited to see the result of. Those two, some of the best not just female wrestlers in the game, but wrestlers in general. They're freaking amazing. Next one I wanted to bring up was this tag match between the Bullet Club versus Laredo Kid and Trey Miguel. Bullet Club with Ace Austin and Chris Bay, along with Juice Robinson, Versus, like I said, Laredo Kid and Trey Miguel. Freaking amazing match. I'm a fan of tag team wrestling, as I've discussed on some of my interview shows. Love it. They had some great spots. Bullet Club ends up pulling out the win. Pretty great overall match. My WTF for Impact is... I don't know what it is with these Joe Hendry segments. I'm not a fan. I don't know if, for those that know what happened with uh, me recently, I don't know if I'm just maybe a little overly sensitive with all of that stuff with, with death and all that, but you know, Let's see what comes of this. I'm just saying, as of right now, not really a fan. But, hey, to each their own, as I always say. Like I mentioned, SmackDown, not going to be doing that one this week because of whatever technical difficulties going on with uh, Fox here in Omaha. Or I don't know who else had that particular issue, but we'll move on. Rampage. The tag title opener. I have often said that AEW sure knows how to hell to start off a show. This week's Rampage, not an exception to that. This match was pretty damn amazing. Yeah, obviously the champions in the acclaim. Scissor me daddy ass. Fucking love it. It was it was good. And then you have I I want to jump to this. S- Jonathan Silver, Johnny Hungy versus Roosh. Oh, damn good, damn good match. Damn good match. Then you also have Jamie Hayer versus Willow Nightingale. I think Nightingale. I'm having another brain fart here. Freaking good match in itself. They have AEW has some very great 
female talent. And, you know, it's nice to see that they're starting to somewhat get more more time on the show because, you know, there's those times where they hadn't really seemed to get the, the time on TV. So it's nice to see that they're getting it. My one WTF moment for this week for Rampage has to be Trustbusters coming out to apparently attempt to recruit Hook. I'm willing to let, let's see where this goes with this, but I'm like, why? Hook is not one of those guys that needs a stable behind him. You've already built him up to be this damn near unstoppable monster. Why put a group like the Trust Busters behind him? I don't know, but let's see where it goes. I don't know. It's, that right there was just freaking weird. Anyways, if I had to go for a you know, top what the fuck moment of the week, the white rabbit BS. Let's, let's just freaking end it already. I know the rumored date of the reveal is coming up. So it's like, okay, it's almost over, but I'm ready for it to be done. Top moments for the week overall. Candice LeRae's return, obviously. If I had to pick another one, the Bandito Jericho match. Another amazing match for this week. That's about all I have. Want to make sure everybody like, subscribe, comment, leave Reviews on the podcast platforms. November. I'm already taking recordings for November interviews. And it's already picking up. So you don't want to miss a moment. Follow. Subscribe. So you don't miss a beat. Let's fucking go. Hey, this is Jock Sampson, the king of the one-night stand and the greatest goddamn wrestler of all time. And you're watching Drinking with Modes.